This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The great Boom. Chad Prevost, Dumb Tim Dooner. Welcome to What the Truck. You're pretty great too, Dune. Hey man, new Mac OS is out, and guess what? What? Ding dong, iTunes is dead. Oh. For a long time, for podcasters, uh, you we've been getting messages, start marketing as Apple Podcasts, not iTunes, and this day we knew it would be coming. I, I'm not going to miss it. You're not going to miss it? No. No. <laughs> we, I, mean, I don't think a lot of people bar, are. Yeah. It was a, it's a very bloated system. Yeah. It's a weird week, man. We have a weird show. I mean, if you see the headline that's on there, we're going to be talking about uh, polar bear-sized pigs, marginalized clowns, <laughs> and I don't know if you saw what Glenn Levitt put out, but it's like a, uh, a Tide Pod filled with whiskey. It wow. seems like a bad idea. Uh, subscription service. Sign me up. Right? Low-cal way to get your alcohol, I guess. I don't know. Would you drink like a Jello shot of whiskey? Would you drink that? <laughs> I mean, you're 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 asking my 19 year old self, like, yeah. I mean, I haven't done it. I don't know. I, maybe if it's good, I'm, I got an open mind. All right, a lot of Scotch you know? drinkers were saying, like, they were like, pull it down, take it down. It's destroying the brand. Wow. They I were- mean, are, and aren't all clowns marginalized? Maybe redundant. And it reminds me of that tweet. Who was like, uh, back in like 2016 when people were dressing up like clowns, and it was like, is oh, it yeah. is like, it someone was, dressed up like clowns? Yeah. Clowns? And it was like, is is it an is it someone dressed up as a clown or is it an actual clown? And then people are like, well, what, what is an actual clown? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think it could that be, and now I'm thinking like, now I'm thinking all philosophically about it, like someone who just completely identifies as a clown now. Well, apparently, clowns, you know, they are meant. The reason they're creepy is they're meant yeah. to sort of imitate a, a corpse in in a sense. Like they are. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's pale and white, and the in the the uh, it's grotesque. Uh, you know. I guess. Uh, aspects. Feature, I guess it depends feature. on what circus you go to. <laughs> well, let's yeah. get to the headlines, man. There's, okay. there's some really interesting ones today, so let's uh, pop it up. Oh, wait, before we First do that. First we yeah. do that, we've got to pay the bills, Dooner. Yeah, Triumph Pay is the leading carrier payment platform in transportation. With over 50,000 carriers paid, Triumph Pay helps to drive capacity, efficiency, and cash flow for brokers and shippers. Visit triumphpay.com to learn more. Hit the music, Duna. Woo. Speaking of odd, side pods filled with whiskey, hundreds of driving yeah. licenses canceled as drunken e-scooter riders cause chaos at beer festival at Oktoberfest. October. The uh, German police had a field day marshalling people around at the world's largest beer festival, Oktoberfest, mediating in nearly 2,000 altercations at the 16-day event held annually in the months of September and October in Munich, Germany, Oktoberfest witnesses 7 million people every year consume over 7.5 million liters. That's 2 million gallons of beer 
for our Americans. What could go wrong? Though mild road skirmishes have always occurred in the area surrounding Oktoberfest, this year saw the entry of e-scooters that added to the complexity. You can imagine. Mm. Throughout the length of the event, e-scooters were stopped en masse by the police as people under the influence drove them recklessly. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. Never heard anything like that. Of the 414 people who were caught driving intoxicated, 254 e-scooter riders lost their automobile driver licenses on the spot. Didn't know that that could happen, but it can. Hmm. Munich had legalized the use of e-scooters within city boundaries in June this year and has since then penalized over 400 users for driving drunk, not including the people caught at yeah. Oktoberfest. Because that's gone way up so, now. So in a way, their uh, their margins are, are probably expanded. Well, there's 7 million people there, right? Yeah, that's um, a lot. It's, it's like how many of us? 100-ish. 254. That's, I mean, like out of 7 million, it's like nothing. Yeah, it sounds like a lot, but it's, it's a like a drop in the uh, in the beer bucket. Thomas <laughs> Boley with the the umlaut over it. Munich City Administrator and like Motley Crue, Music City Administrator in a statement, he said many see e scooters as toys, and unfortunately, too often they're riding they're ridden while drunk. In order to avoid this and to not tempt anyone, we city administrators, police, and also rental companies want to keep e scooters far away from the Wizen. I guess that's the uh, the <laughs> Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, German politicians are criticizing the government. They're saying that they're saying they're uh, for passing a law that allows the use of e scooters yeah. on German roads without contemplating the repercussions and now that followed. Just writing out tickets like they're candy. They're like, you should have known this would have would have happened. So, um, making a little revenue from it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in other news, husband and wife tragedy here. Yeah. Husband and wife truckers killed in a crash near El Paso. Uh, Texas Department of Public Safety officers said 62-year-old Deborah Reagan and her husband, Terry Huey, 64, were traveling along I-10 eastbound around 90 miles southeast of El Paso, according to the El Paso Times. Reagan was driving the tractor trailer while Huey was asleep in the captain, according to officials. Reagan was approaching the Sierra Blanca border checkpoint in West Texas when she rear-ended a 2018 Freightliner tractor trailer towing two Hyundai Pup trailers, according to law enforcement. Isn't it Hyundai? Hyundai. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. Hyundai. Hyundai. I don't know. But either way, the collision caused Reagan's truck to... This is awful. The collision caused Reagan's truck to catch fire. Reagan and Huey, both from Springtown, yeah. Texas, were pronounced dead at the scene. So something that's god-awful, like trapped happened. in there during that. Officials said Reagan failed to properly control the speed of the vehicle she was driving. Reagan and Huey were, were employees of Dallas-based Estes Express Lines. Companies, company officials told KVI-TV News that Reagan and Huey had driven for the company for over 20 years. Wow. So, man, just takes one bad moment. Uh Gurcharan Singh, 52, and Fidelfio, I'm sorry for masking this, but Fidel, Fidelfo Cerebrios, Fidel. 56, who were in the Freightliner. They were taken to Culberson County Hospital with various injuries. Tough story. Hard to read. Yeah. Um, UAW strike hits roadblock as uh, negotiations take turn for the worst. Yeah. The, the United Auto Workers national strike we've been following this we've read this headline these headlines many times and it was funny on friday they were saying that it was it looked like they were coming towards a resolution but things took yeah as you just said they took a turn for the worse over the weekend united auto workers national strike against gm has entered its fourth week today with no resolution in sight over the weekend tensions increased between the two parties as the uaw claimed that gm ignored their most recent slate of proposals 
On Sunday, Terry Diddy's VP of the UAW wrote an email to Scott Sandifer, vice president of GM North America's labor relations that read in part that you didn't even have the professional courtesy to explain why you could not accept or why you rejected our package proposal we presented yesterday. The law and basic decency require no less. The UAW claimed in a letter to its 46,000 members that GM did not address the union's extensive package and instead re-offered a previously rejected deal. The impact of the strike has already led to over 10,000 layoffs on non-UAW employees in Ontario, Ohio, and Mexico. GM responded to Diddy's letter that with the following. We continue to negotiate in good faith with very good proposals that benefit employees today and builds a stronger future for all of us. We are committed to continuing discussions around the clock to reach a resolution. Yeah, back on September 15th, GM outlined his offer to the union that promised more than, get this, $7 billion in investments over the life of a new contract. The automaker said that it would create more than 5,400 jobs, boost base wages, pay lump sum bonuses, improve benefits, and according to the Detroit News, rescue its Detroit Hamtarack assembly plant from closure and build a new battery plant near where I was back in May, near the idled Lordstown plant in Ohio. Could be a solution. But it seems like they rejected it. I, you know, I guess it wasn't yeah, enough if, or good enough for, yeah, uh, for what they're looking for. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. A lot behind the scenes, I think. Uh, driver shortage tops trucking industry's challenges for a third consecutive year. Motor carriers and commercial drivers agree on just four of the top 10 challenges facing the trucking industry, according to the American Transportation Research Institute's ATRI annual study. The shortage of four higher long-haul drivers was the top issue in ATRI's annual survey that has taken the industry's pulse for the last 15 years. ATRI released the 2019 Critical Issues results October 6th at the American Trucking Associations, the ATA, their management conference and exposition in San Diego. Motor carriers who made up 51% of the 2,000 respondents overwhelmingly picked the driver shortage. With the ATA pegged at 60,800 at the end of 2018, the issue did not crack the top 10, though, for commercial drivers. They, um... And, you know, that, no that bears, not, not really a surprise. Drivers comprise uh, 35% of respondents. They listed driver compensation as the top issue. Also, not a no surprise. surprise there. It made the overall list for the first time, ranking third. Carriers who raised driver pay an average of 6% in 2018 when trucking capacity tight did not list the issue in their top 10. Interesting. Well, here's the Atri's top, their top 10. Yeah. Driver shortage, number one. We're going in order of importance here, I guess. Driver shortage, hours of service. Driver compensation at number three. Mm-hmm. Four, detention delay at customer facilities. Five, truck parking. Six, driver retention. Seven, ELD mandate. Eight, CSA. Nine, transportation infrastructure, which is congestion and funding, all in there. Mm-hmm. And 10, economy. But here's what the commercial drivers valued the most. They said driver compensation was the biggest uh, issue. Hours of service, driver retention, truck parking. Uh, ELD mandate, CSA detention delay at uh, facilities, you know, so the <laughs> autonomous truck technology. So they don't really uh, they don't really line up there, but it does. It, <laughs> no, it, it's it's interesting, though, when you see what the different the two different perspectives are and where these different groups are coming from. Yes. Oh, it's time to uh, talk to a young gentleman who made his debut appearance last Friday. It's Andrew Cox with 
the uh, PPI group. He's, he's going to talk about, with the research group, he's going to be talking about the DHL supply chain, Freight Waves Pricing Power Index. Welcome back. back to the show, Andrew Cox. have to find a way to fit dhl into your uh, dhl supply chain freight waves pricing power index that's a uh, that that index uses the analytics and data contained in sonar to analyze the market and estimate the negotiating power for rates between shippers and carriers in Correct. short right yeah in short yep that's exactly well it. articulated so what's going on with it andrew uh so we're sitting at 30 we are back uh down a bit from our weekly uh index last week we were at 35 and it's because we had some mixed signals. It's unlike last week and the weekend before. We had uh, we had a lot of critical events with the with the strike and uh, the the oil strike and the Houston rains. We had a lot of things that uh, were big events. We didn't have any many many this week, so we focused only on five indicators that were uh, okay. load, load volumes. We did projections. Mm-hmm. We had paper and spot rates. Uh, econ data, and uh, we actually tied in new cl- new class eight truck orders with uh, with tender rejections. So break it down for us. What can we glean from all of uh, all of this stuff? Where were things looking strong? Where are they looking weak? Uh, strong volumes again. We're uh, you know we got really strong volumes throughput uh, year over year. We're up seven percent or over seven percent, and not to be negative, but it is uh, the, the comparables are, are easing because yeah. the end of 2017, 2018, or the end of twenty eighteen was uh, was. The hot market began to cool down in September and October, so the the comparisons are easing. Well, so like, so if it's trending down toward thirty, that's favoring shippers. Correct. Yes. So, so because so it's going away from favoring carriers, but the momentum and trend here on load volumes is positive for carriers. Yes. So uh, volumes are probably the only short term positive for the carriers. I see. Uh, we do have some long-term uh, positive for the carriers, and we'll get into that here in a minute. Okay. Uh, but everything else is leaning towards the shippers. Rejections gotcha. uh, were, are still re- near historical lows. The, oh, yeah. The year-over-year comps are terrible. Uh, didn't even touch o- – OTRI didn't even touch uh, single digits last year at all. So yeah. comps are, are nearly impossible. Uh, but What does that mean? OTRI is yeah. the sonar index. But what does that mean for someone who's tuning in now and he's like – what did you just say to me? What's what's OTRI? Are, you, are we speaking in tongues? Or? Not yeah, well, a bit of tongues. So OTRI is uh, is a rejection rate. So we have let's say out of a hundred hundred loads, uh, five point I think three percent of them are rejected. Uh, okay, that stands are... for the outbound tender rejection. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. And uh, you know it is still really low. We're up a little bit off of the mid-August lows. I think it got all the way down to three point seven percent there in August. So we have had an uptrend since then, but you know it's just been steadily uh, not. It's just not going anywhere. Uh, we we keep expecting it to go up and up, and somewhere between eight and ten would be favorable uh, towards carriers. But we haven't gotten there yet. But we do think uh, in the next few months we could see some capacity leaving the market. Finally, we're seeing some data. Actually, Seth Holm posted a uh, little short white paper on this. It's available in Sonar just last week. And yeah, and he, I think Kevin King of the Hill also a- anticipates this. Yeah, we, we talked to uh, Seth walked through the dynamics of new Class 8 truck orders and uh, spot and contract rates. And with you, that... 
I was going to say, you have spot rates. The, the spot rates are, what, $1.42 a mile, and that's down 17% from last year? Year over year, yeah. Still down. That's another thing that's positive uh, for shippers. Yeah. So, But another, you know, that something that's, again, another long-term positive for carriers is this narrowing of the spread between paper and contract rates, or excuse me, paper and spot rates. You have spot rates finally. Okay. We think spot rates are finally going to make some year-over-year uh, increases, and that is because shippers are now moving spot or moving loads away from contract freight and onto the spot market to try to take advantage of these cost savings and that narrowing of the spread can be seen as a as a troughing in the market so could be good uh for carriers if we can avoid that looming recession uh that's you know that would be terrible for everybody but wait uh, there's a looming recession somebody said <laughs> we so. hear about it <laughs> uh and then <clears throat> yeah so back with rejections and that new truck orders i just wanted to to make a point that uh, Seth walked through the new truck orders, and he kind of did a, an average replacement rate of 275,000 trucks per year. And right now, we're sitting at like 150,000 new trucks being ordered. So Seth estimates that 5% of capacity should be leaving the market here in the near term. Hmm. And that's kind of confirmed when you look at the the used truck prices in Sonar. We've got four-year-old four year and five-year-old year, used truck prices, and those are both down 2% over year. So uh, adding that all together, you have contracting capacity moving into 2020 with um, with volumes up 7%, this could be really good for carriers. Now, we're going to be talking about economic trends with Anthony Smith in just a minute here, but we all saw the president tweet just the other day, uh, basically, you can't impeach me because unemployment is the lowest it's been in 50 years. So how do the economic stats figure into this this index? Uh, the economic stats are, are rocky. Uh, they really are. So we had, uh, last month, you had the uh, ISM manufacturing index down again. I think it's at like 47%. I'm sure Anthony hmm. will touch on this. Yeah. This is the lowest it's been in 10 years. So that is frightening. Uh, and yeah, unemployment is at 50 years lows, but we're only hiring two-thirds of the amount of jobs we were hiring this time last year. Wow. So it is slowing. And some economists are saying if this trend continues for the next couple of months, that we're finally going to see unemployment rate. Wait, and that's not because most people have a job? Like at a certain uh, point, right? Doesn't it have to go down because yeah, you have your natural level of, of yeah employment, right and i think we're <laughs> nearing it right yeah because there's a finite amount of like the resource of i guess human capital yeah of people and uh, hours that we can work right all right well andrew how do they find the index uh the and it has a new and improved name i want to make make sure i say this right do, do, the dhl supply chain freight waves pricing power index you can find that every Thursday published mid-afternoon on FreightWaves.com. And uh, I'm sure Seth or Kevin and I will be talk out, talking about it on FreightWaves now and here on What the Truck. Perfect. Yeah, we cool. will. Fantastic Thanks, Andrew. job, right. Andrew. What a natural. Yeah. Coming on in, saying it like it is, making complex things sound easy. Yeah. Let's see if uh, Anthony Smith, our... He's going to tell us what's on the radar, right? Yeah. Let's see what he can tell us about some economic trends that... We're seeing in sonar. Market expert. Market expert. Mountain of muscle. Freightwaves nutritionist. <laughs> e e economist. On the radar. Presented by sonar. Boom. He was on the radio this weekend with me. I was. I yeah, had we, a blast. We had a great time in here. Blast. Man, <laughs> getting media savvy, are we? A little bit. I'm trying to be like you, Chad. Yeah. I want to be more like you. <laughs> you well, well, shucks. <laughs> I want to be more like you, man. Yeah. I want to bench press Maybe. with you. Man, well, you guys can meet in the half. middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, how much do you lift? Uh, most I've ever benched? Yeah. Usually about four times a week. 
No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> how much weight? Four hundred times a week. <laughs> like how much weight? About oh. four fifteen is the most I've ever. Oh wow. Four fifteen. Right. Yeah, okay. It's been yeah. a while though. I think I've gotten like like one seventy five up before. <laughs> That's good weight. That's a good weight. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've done uh two thirty five. That's kind of patronizing, isn't it? Two thirty five. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's yeah. arm wrestle later. <laughs> that's a different muscle. All right, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I like to use this one. Oh, right. all right. So we were, we were when you were on the radar, we were talking about the ISM data. We talked about the manufacturing, and we talked about the consumer confidence, right? Right. right. And the good news was that consumer confidence was still there. You know, yes. there's no indications that we're gonna have a terrible holiday shopping season. Andrew was just in here. He was telling us. He mentioned that, and he was talking about employment, and he said that uh, employment's slowing down, but mm-hmm. it's still at historic lows, which is a good thing. So. What is in Sonar, though? What can a user go into our Sonar database and what kind of economic indicators can they find? Right, right. So just everything that you just mentioned. We have the ISM data, the PMI data. Um, We have that broken down because a lot of people don't realize they see the headline number that's always kind of blasted on. Okay, it's had this lowest point in over 10 years, but there's components to it. So like there's new orders, there's the business confidence, there's just many components to it. So we have all the components to it in Sonar. Um, for employment, we have non-farm. That's a really big des- uh, designation for it, non-farm unemployment. Um, we also look at quit rates because when we look at quit rates, mm-hmm. that's telling us that people are feeling confident about leaving. And oh, like, yeah. hey, I feel confident in the economy. I can go find a new job. I will voluntarily leave my my employment. Oh, and- take this place and shove it. Yes. Now, are the <laughs> speaking of a trucker phrase? Uh, no, I um <laughs> what. Is that a tracker? Take this job and shove it. You okay. don't remember that from like I think it's from Convoy. I don't know. Oh, I, it's like one of the songs in the soundtrack. Maybe. All right. Something new every day. Take. Uh, I was thinking of the JetBlue guy who put the. Uh, remember when he quit? He put like the escape ramp out, and he just like grabbed a glass of wine, slid down. That's the, the way ramp. to go. That is. That's a great way <laughs> to go. The, that's the way uh, to go. Uh, let's see. I was going to ask. Oh, so some of these measurements are they're self evaluative, right? Mm-hmm. They they're like they're the main the ISM for instance or. They're, they're saying, hey, this is how we feel or think right, is right. going mm-hmm. So they're, are they subjective? And if they can so, be subjective. How yeah. reliable do you feel like these indexes are? They're pretty accurate because okay. um, not only is it, like you said, it's kind of self-weighted um, because it's themselves telling how they feel right. and it's not exactly a, an exact measure. But when, we, when you line it up against something like uh, industrial production, a macroeconomic indicator, uh-huh. we see a close correlation. And in fact, we see that it leads uh, industrial production most of the time. So when we're looking at things like oh. PMI, it's a forward-looking indicator uh-huh. that has direct implications and businesses and uh, executives make a lot of decisions off of whether or not they're going to invest and how they're going to move forward in the coming months. Okay. So they so there's ways to co- corroborate it, and yes. you find that they usually do line up. They do. They do. Early yeah. indicators. Yes. Well, what are some of the indicators that we're since seeing? Uh, it's not good. Um, when we're oh. seeing, looking at a PMI, I think, um, I think uh, you guys mentioned that it just hit the lowest level in over, just over 10 years. Yeah. Um, I think we were just talking about that here. Um, one of the other things that not a lot of people are talking about is the new orders component, right? So when we're looking at new orders, that's things that's going to come online, go into production, and then that's going to have implications to freight. And so when we're looking at the new order side, that's also in a contractuary trend. I think it was 47.3. Hmm. Um, so I think it kind of bumped up 0.3 from the month ago level, but still down under that 50 level benchmark. So it's around Well, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Better band, Joy Division or New Order? <laughs> is that just me? Hey, both. Okay. Either oh. one. 
Because I'd go with Joy Division. Yeah, I I was about to say I, Joy Division. All right. I'm more familiar with. Yeah. Um, I'm going to level with you. I'm not familiar with either. That's all right. Okay. That's all right. Okay. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to flex your. Uh, um, a lot no. of most you have to flex, but you don't have to flex the no, music one. I don't. No. No. Uh, okay. Well, so these are some trends we're seeing now. Now, last night when Seth Holm was on here uh, last week, he was saying that you know there might be we might be have ways of. Not actually having a freight recession. Mm-hmm. Australia, for instance, hasn't had a recession since what 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah. some ways to make it to 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 subvert things, raise interest rates at the right time or whatever. Do you, do you? I mean, there's a lot. The media likes to talk a right. lot about the freight recession. Is it much ado about nothing, or is it? What do you sense? Well, what, with recession, it's not a necessary thing. Okay, it's just a thing that definitely happens from time to time. It's a natural thing i think that a lot of people when they hear recession they freak out because i think the most recent one was just so awful right yeah. so 0809 not a lot of people remember 80s uh 2001 recession um where it was a little bit it wasn't a soft landing but i think the next upcoming recession because the consumers in such a good place that it won't be as drastic as 0809 so okay. when we're looking at recession there are ways that you know in hindsight this could have been avoided a lot of times it could be consumer-led. When we're looking at consumer confidence levels yeah. and yeah. people just aren't feeling uh, confident about the currency that's in place. It's almost like a, psych- a mass psychology. It can be, right? definitely. But definitely. Chad is saying a freight recession, and I think you're talking about a regular recession, right? right? No, uh, no, no, I, no, I was talking regular. Okay, you said freight yeah. recession multiple I, times. So I was just trying to clarify because I was really? starting to get confused with what you're going on. Yeah. How tethered are the two, though? Okay, so... Somewhat, but there can be a freight recession without an overall recession because yeah. we're looking at the freight yes, side. That's, as we saw in 2016. Exactly. There's so much that goes into the manufacturing side of things. International trade, that's such a huge thing with uh, manufacturing right now. Yeah. That's really kind of weighing down business confidence. And so when we're looking at those kind of things, that can really weigh down manufacturing and not really affect the consumer okay. at all. But, okay. Yeah. Well, give us wow. some prognostication. What, what should we be looking at in Sonar to, to be our guiding light economically okay. for the next uh, month here? I think looking at the, the tender rejection rates, for sure. Um, oh. When we're looking at the refrigerated outbound tender rejection rates, looking at the non-durable goods, uh, things like produce, things like that, or raw materials even, yeah. uh, depending on the seasonality. Um, Wait, do people not buy like fresh vegetables when they when they're starting to get a little tight with the money? They go like buy like they start eating like tuna and cat food think, and stuff. I don't think they eat tuna. I mean, <laughs> I, I eat tuna on a regular <laughs> yeah. basis. All right, but you're not uh, worried I, about the mercury. I'm not very good. I don't not too much tuna right. salmon. I can eat it every day. Okay, uh, don't tell my doctor. But I <laughs> <laughs> will look to at check the, those levels <laughs> exactly. I will look at the rejection rates. Um, you can always kind of do those comparisons with uh, things like the home uh, home purchase sentiment index. Um, with housing starts, things like that, and then also bring those uh, rejection rates to the PMI to kind of get a feel for what's going wow. on in manufacturing Good stuff. stuff. Well, yeah. Anthony, tell them how to find out more. Stuff. You can find out more by tuning in here at uh, oh, What the okay. Truck. No, but how do I find out more about you personally? <laughs> wow, about me. Smooth yeah. um, I do like that, though. A Smith at FreightWaves.com. Uh, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I love your emails. Keep them coming. All right. Um, Email them. Exactly. Good or bad. I'm here. Either way. Yeah, Anthony let's Smith. talk. All right, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having extraordinary. me. <laughs> Great stuff, man. I like to call it edutainment. Whew. Speaking of edutainment, we're about to play a little edutaining game, oh, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Market expert trivia. Now we have another game. What is this? Woo. Put on the can. Come on, market experts. Do you play market expert trivia? 
Ah, man. Sometimes it gets a nice. little carried away. I enjoy that one. And okay, so now we have our own independent buzzers. This will be yours right here, sir, sir, son. Right here. <laughs> this is going to be this mine. Is, let, let's oh. hear. Let's hear that, his. That's sound. yours. Yeah. So your let's sound is that. Sound. And mine. Oh. Okay. Well, so yours is far once more again, pleasant. Dream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Chad, so whichever one you hear first. So okay. he's no going to read the entire question. Though he's going to read. You can't yeah. answer until I've finished yes. the options. And if you answer too soon, you lose your chance to answer. You got to wait for your opponent because this, this is for the audience too. All right. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So this is about sustainability hmm. and why would that supply be? chain? Because we have an a forthcoming upcoming episode on off the supply chain yeah. Friday at noon. In which that's our theme. That's our topic. I'm the defending champion. So why am Wait. I not on this episode? Wait, no. Yes, no. I am. I, I don't know if you watched off the <laughs> oh. supply chain this weekend, but I I won on China Rising. Oh well, but you Zach didn't... is on the panel yeah, uh, I'm the on forthcoming. the forthcoming. I don't know if we can. I know. <laughs> did he win or did he not? He's not I'm just saying I, I wasn't even able to compete. Yeah. I'm not either. I, I I had to give it back to the judges. <laughs> but good luck on Friday. Thanks. Okay. Um. So. In light of that, we have got a market expert trivia quiz on sustainability. We have five questions, okay. multiple choice, four options for each one. Okay. Okay. Number one, unless urgent collective action is taken by 2050, there will be, by weight, more plastic than fish in the sea. The World Economic Forum report, the new plastics economy, says at least blank million tons of plastic enter the ocean every year. A, two, B four C six D eight. Just barely beat him. Eight. Eight is correct. <laughs> wow. Intense, yeah. guys. Number two. All right. With Dooner barely up by one. We've heard about solar blinds that not only block sunlight but also absorb the light. Oh. But you ha- but have you heard about paint-based solar? No. Sonar. Solar. Sonar. I'm so confused. Regular silicon-based cells have an efficiency yield of about around 20%. For the organic materials, the most efficient of the paint can reach around blank percent. Is it 3, 9, 15, or 18? 15. 15. Yes, it is. <laughs> Do I have to wow. wait for him to... Do I have to wait for you to finish with the yeah, yeah. the whole yeah. thing? Yeah. Ugh. That's the oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm getting beat because my reflexes are so well, old and weak. Well, get that right there. Uh, Just get it right there. <laughs> You're um, like 6 months older than me. Yeah, I know. See what <laughs> that's happens. All See what happens. See yeah, what you have to look I forward know, to. I know. Number three. I better get my wins while I can. It's diminishing <laughs> returns real fast. Research has recently found that since the blank the amount of microscopic since which decade? Oh, uh, since the blank decade, uh, the amount of microscopic the greatest pla- decade. <laughs> the amount of microscopic plastics in the sediments that has doubled about every fifteen years. Oh. Is it the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties? It was the nineteen fifties. Uh, no, that oh. is incorrect. Oh, oh, oh. Let's go with sixties. Oh, that's incorrect. No. 1940s. All right, all right. 1940s. All right, all right. 70, all right. 70 years. Well, 40s, all right. Well, uh, reflexes yeah. didn't the matter there. No, it didn't matter. <laughs> Still two to nothing. Not too late. Two more questions. Okay. The all theory right. behind bioplastics is simple. If we wow. can make plastics from kinder chemicals to start with, they'd break down more quickly and easily when we got rid of them. The mm. most familiar bioplastics are made from natural materials, such as blank. Is it molasses, wheat, cornstarch, or cotton? It is corn starch. 
cornstarch it is. Yeah! Is, did you beat him on the trigger that time, too? That was hard to tell. Yeah, he did. I, I'm okay. pretty sure he did. <laughs> Three like I said, old and right, we'll, we'll pride, play for pride. For just pride. for trying to get right. on the board. Man, Diener is tough to beat these Ugh. days in this. Until this year, China took a lot of the U.S.'s trash. But mm-hmm. this year, they stopped. Oh. What are we going to do with all our trash now that China is no longer tanky, taking blank percentage of our trash? Throw it in the ocean. <laughs> Eat it. 30%, 50%, 70%, or 90%. Zach got that one. That was early, too. Get he on was, the board. He disqualified himself. 70%. It was 70%. 70. It is 70%. I was like, I'm going to answer uh, one. I thought you were right on time. He really, yeah, he disqualified himself. He's a little early. Right 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 we won't split hairs on that one. <laughs> Woo! So Zach, can you answer the question? Um, how, wh- how? What? What are we going to do? Huh? About? Yeah. The... Like, what are we going to do with all of that trash that's no longer going to China or any other form? Oh, right now, seventy percent. Right now, we're shipping a lot of it over to other Asian countries. But I thought yeah. they were rejecting it they, too. They're starting to. It hasn't fully actualized yet. But yeah, we. I mean, I, the final solution is obviously to come up with some other way of producing this plastic. What about Elon? What about SpaceX? Solution. Can we just shoot? Just shoot it into space. We could shoot it into space, but that's not cost effective either. But somebody's going to have to. (laughs) Somebody's going to have to come up with a way that you know plastic is just not a a great solution for a container. Like now that I've become so, I've become like aware of it. Like anytime I I have, I'm like, man, this is so much. And like throw it away. I'm like, God, what a waste. No, it's it's fascinating to uh, see just how much of it we use too, and we've really become blind to it. Yeah, Yeah. most plastic is single use, right? Mm -hmm. Like unlike this plastic that I've been using over and over very sustainably. I think. I mean, they go for plastic bags, but I, and which, yeah, but I also think like the great frontier is like packaging because so many times I buy things and I'm like, wow, there's just so much X. There's like, there's a big yeah. like box around oh, it and, and then there's all this And a lot away. of it upsets me. Like yeah. you have to get those yeah. special scissors. Oh yeah, that the kind. Yeah. Oh my god. And then it, it like cuts you. Yeah. You could it's yeah, terrible. you could like shank someone with it. If, you couldn't give like someone a pair of headphones in prison because they could kill you at the box. Yeah, but I don't know my, how many my, times <laughs> I open the toys for my kids and I'm like I hate I hate this. Yeah. yeah you know? my, or my wife will get like a little face cream, right? And it's it's in like a huge box with like all the the packaging around. It's like right. a huge box for this little thing. Yeah. It's, it's a waste. It's it's really a huge box. It's terrible. It is terrible. So, All right. how can they find out more? You're on uh, what Freight Waves Now every morning? Freight Waves Now every morning. Or no, no, no. Just uh, right now, it's Mondays and Fridays. I kind of oh. start the week and oh. I end the week. Oh, nice. Feels like a good, nice bookend. Kind of yeah. like what the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, well, we know that in almost all things, you are a winner as well. So, sorry yeah. that you lost here. Thanks for the boost. I know, I know yeah. that. And good luck on off the tough. supply chain. Thank you, sir. Congratulations. Although, to your point, maybe you should have defended your title this week. I wasn't invited. But you know what? I'm kind of glad because you're a little quick with your hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little dangerous. All right. All right. Well, Thank you, Sultan. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right. Great to have you in it's there. Time for a little uh, big deal, keep little deal. Open. Oh, man. Emily keep that Fink. open for Emily. It is a hot box in here. This is uh, one of my favorite games to play because uh, I get to dominate you. <laughs> <laughs> big deal. Little deal. Big deal. Little, little deal. Welcome to 90 degrees. It's steamy, you know, because it's it's rained for the first time yeah. in, like, talking about big deal, little deal. It's rained for the first time in, like, two months here. Yeah, yeah. and it really is cool outside, but it, I thought for sure we'd get a little break it here. But it humid is, in here. It is humid. So, who goes first? Two so one last time. <laughs> uh, no. I believe I, I go first this time. Uh, Chad, uh, I've let him go first the last few times, sure, and I don't feel first, like being dude. a gentleman anymore. Okay, well, Duner. The gloves are off. 
Recently, U.S. Customs and Border Protection seized cocaine valued mm-hmm. at around $1.6 million mm-hmm. hidden in a load of carrots. It was entering the U.S.-Mexico border crossing in South Texas in a truck. Is this a big deal bust or a little deal bust? Well, uh, I'll tell you something. I've been on that raw diet for a week now, and I've been eating a lot of baby carrots. I've been wondering why I've had so much energy, and and maybe this explains it. Wow, and why you're addicted, and you just kept (laughs) chomping on it. Eating that and hummus. Cocaine carrots. You know what happens, though? Like, when you you eat uh, vegetables, your body, like, burns that really cleanly. It doesn't just sit there like a big, like, pancake or a biscuit or something like that. Is it a big? It's uh, kind of one of the smaller I mean, ones. They don't been put the cocaine about. in the actual carrots. Yeah, but it it's gets like way. dusted a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, like could, could be bit. why you're eating so many carrots. They they are good. Um, is it, it that that's a little deal? We hear about like we hear, we've been covering busts a lot, a lot of drug busts. I feel like every big deal, little deal for the past two months has had some in sort food. of drug bust. Yeah, and this has been one of the smaller ones. Okay. So this is just a baby carrot deal. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, uh, fair enough. You know, I do. I think all of these busts are relative to their big deal, little deal, based upon the size uh, of the bust. And I don't really know what the biggest is or not, but it sounds like a lot to me. 60 packages of cocaine weighing almost 212 pounds. Mm. Uh, that's about your weight in yeah. cocaine, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, <laughs> I mean, I would say that's a big deal. You yeah. know, big I'm deal. trying to get that to 185 pounds of cocaine. <laughs> that's oh, that's why diet. you're doing your raw diet. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How are you doing with that? Pretty good. I, I'm like 90% raw. It is kind of hard because like there's just some things, things are just cooked, right? There's some things that are just cooked. Like, and like you, your goose is cooked. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna kill myself over. All right. It. And I am like when we're in Chicago, I might give myself like a, like a pass to have like to go off the vegan side just for um a taste. For a, a deep get a slice pizza. of that. Slice. There you go. Well, tomato importers say new border rules will cause delays and higher prices. New regulations call for up to 92% of mm. imported Mexican tomatoes crossing the border be inspected by officials. Of the U.S. from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Chad, is this a big deal or a little deal to be inspecting all these tomatoes? I think this is an onerous deal. Mm-hmm. This is a silly deal. Hey. It is onerous because what they're not apparently like ninety nine point seven seven six percent of the tomatoes pass the inspection, and they're going to huh. be what they've decided that they're going to inspect ninety two percent of yeah. them. How arbitrary! It's going to create a bullwhip effect. And we mm. don't need bull, unnecessary bullwhip effects in the supply chain. Mm. Big, fat, hairy, onerous deal. Oh, okay, Dooner. You know, Chad's like my five-year-old. He learned the term bullwhip while we were out in Houston, and he's just been using it nonstop Actually, ever since. Like it was onerous. Bullwhip. Bull <laughs> that's what you learned, onerous? <laughs> he's learned a few new words. Uh, Leave him alone. Well, we learned the bullwhip from Popeyes, though, right? When we were talking about yeah. the, the buns, they, were, they, they had not... They had enough chicken, but not enough buns. And for some reason, like... They were running just, out everywhere, and people were... But the same chicken, either way. Running through the streets. And they are like, bring your own bun. I don't know. So, <laughs> but this is... It. I guess this is a pretty... You know, like, you obviously know nothing about statistics. This is a big deal. You don't have to... You don't have to screen 100%. That's impossible. But, like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't screen any either, Chad. I just don't want these tomatoes to go bad. Mic drop. Okay, <laughs> Dooner. Bird raises $215 million in Series D led by CDPQ and Sequoia Capital. If you aren't familiar with Bird, they are one of the companies behind those electric scooters. We don't have them here mm-hmm. in Chattanooga. Yeah. Is this a big deal or a little deal? Dooner? Well, it's a big deal because you got to get that money where you can. They've been banned in Chattanooga. That's why we don't have them here. We saw what we started the show talking about Oktoberfest. Oh my god. Hundreds gosh. of arrests, people getting drunk driving these scooters. It's dangerous. I know, and I think more municipalities are going to start banning these things. So it's going to be harder to raise funding when it's like I can't go into X City and I can't go into Y That's City true. and I can't go into Germany anymore and I can't go into France. 
eventually it, the companies are not going to have that much value to them. And it does seem kind yeah. of like a trend, but I was thinking about it and I was like, how did these take off so quickly? But like 90s kids grew up with like Razor scooters. Oh, yeah. So they were already like, it's already in the DNA. Yeah, and they just go faster and they don't have to yeah. do any work. So it's just natural to jump on one. And they're like, oh, think? yeah, so especially when you're drunk. That's like big yes. deal to you that they raise these funds. Yeah, you got to get the money while it's good. Yeah. Well, it, it's a lot of money, uh, $275 million. If you're able to get to Series D, you're demonstrating something to the investors, I guess, uh, some yeah. kind of revenue that you're bringing in. And yet it's like we're, we seem to be the media is fascinated by these things, aren't we? We're just yeah, yeah. there's is there's a constant outrage story one after the other. And just none of it seems very, very optimistic or positive about like the longevity of, of this movement. Um, you know, we want it to happen, but I, I can see how uh, they are a burden to uh, to, you know, to society in a way. It's uh, so um, I I'm going to say, though, I don't know that this company is really going to maintain it. Uh, and I'm going to say so in the long scheme of things, little deal. Little okay. Deal bird. Big deal for you. Long little answer deal. to we'll get see. to a little deal. Yeah, we'll see how long it takes for these <laughs> things if they're still around in a few years. Mm-hmm. SoftBank's billionaire leader says he is embarrassed by investment records, saying he's unhappy with how far short his accomplishments to date have fallen from his goals. It makes you feel bad about yourself, a billionaire. Not right. feeling good. Oh, I feel so Big deal or little deal, Chad? So behind the curve. <laughs> uh, you know, like, apparently he made his fortune with some investments in, well, a lot of things, but one of them, I think SoftBank, uh, Alibaba. Mm-hmm. Baba. Um, but the only things that seem to have been he's frustrated by are Uber Technologies and uh, WeWork. Uh, and, you know, so like a couple of missed that, like, little deal. He I mean, to cry maybe on it's a top of his maybe it's a big deal that, that he's uh, being so uh, open about it. It's a little deal. Uh, the dooner it's looks like deal. he's ready to. Think I'm going to say it's a big deal because a company like that is kind of a trend center. They send ripples throughout the industry, and when they jump in on things, and what they're doing is they're starting to, you know, it's a Puxawani fill effect. It's, it, people are starting to see their shadow in some of these investments, you know, with the the yeah. WeWork, and, yeah. and he's got to save face a little bit. He's got to be like, like, yeah, I'm in scooters. I'm embarrassed that Uber hasn't taken off in other countries, and WeWork isn't working because it's easier to you got to say something right you can't be like no it's going exactly as planned yeah but it does make other investors go and you're talking about like 150 billion dollar fund or i I think it's something around there that's a that's a lot of money so there's definitely ripple effects and reverberations then when you have people always like sort of like cheering for this there's almost like a like people cheering for a recession because they want to be right like about it and then a lot of our economy right now is kind of propped up by some of these investments so Something like that can really start. Uh, there could be a whole domino effect. So, okay. pretty big deal. Interesting take. Now, this this is just crazy to me. China yeah. is breeding pigs hmm. the size of polar bears. Yeah, is bigger better, or in this case, is less more dooner? <laughs> well, you know what? When I was a kid, I went to 4-H camp, and uh, I uncurled a pig's tail. And did you know that it, it can take How like do two you weeks? Do that? You just pull it like straight out, and it can take like two weeks for its tail to come back. Oh, now, does it hurt? No, no, okay. they don't mind it at all. And and, and I, I like the pigs quite a bit. So I don't, I, you know, I've always kind of avoided pork due to that. Yeah. Because you know, they're friendly. They're like dogs when you get to know them. They're smarter than dogs, as I understand. Yeah. Did you see Charlotte? I mean, Welles? some dogs, that's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. And they're actually pretty clean. Thank if you, you don't, <laughs> they, if you don't put them out in all the slop of stuff. Emily and I. For real, they are. Emily and I were talking yeah, to you. I thought, we, Emily and I were talking dogs. We couldn't get dog talk off the oh phone on Road Dog Trucking Freight Waves Radio. We were talking about the story about the federal case. Guy had the dog in his cab. Oh, yeah. And everyone called it overwhelming support yeah. from drivers that, My for dogs. My favorite was a guy, though, he said he would like to drive with the dog, but 
he would really prefer to drive with a Black Panther. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, a little more protection yes, there. So. That's funny because on Common Section Rodeo, those those commenters were really down on the I guy. Know. I know. I know. And There's we no asked positive, everyone, yeah. right? We were no. we were sure to ask them if they thought that the panic attacks, the social anxiety disorder, should be a reason he should be not included as a driver. Yeah. And none of them, not not a single they one were very was very like, supportive. They were. And yeah. these are drivers. They're like, yeah. no, of course not. That's like the cab is the best place for him, actually. <laughs> really interesting. Go to FreightWaves.com and you'll see that article and all the comments, yeah, which were yeah. very interesting. But back to the, the Sirius XM app. Go yeah. on Sirius XM. You listened to last yeah. week's episode from 3 to 3.30. Emily and I was on. Then Then uh, Anthony Smith was there yeah. from 3.34. It was so. fun. To me. So, okay, the big, okay, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big deal. Don't mess with nature. Remember what uh, Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park? Don't mess Just with Just because. Nature. You know, the scientists yeah. never to paraphrase. Just yeah. well, because you can doesn't mean you should. It makes I, me nervous. I don't, it's not so much about the uh, the pigs unless they're like, you know, steroiding them up and making them unhealthy, which we don't, we don't I don't have any details on that. But this, it's less is more. Uh, the bigger problem is not so much that it's there. It's the shortage of pork. It's uh, apparently they've got an extreme shortage, 10 million tons shortage mm. this year. Yeah, and they expect that to be going well into 2020. So they just make the pigs so bigger, so they give them off more pork. Yeah, it's less is more. Yeah, why don't they just feed them like the corn that they're feeding the, the pigs to make them gigantic? I don't know. It Deep would make, thoughts, it man. Would make yeah. sense. I don't know. You're asking the <laughs> penetrating questions. <laughs> okay, according to CNN, the mm. new Joker movie about a marginalized clown. We all know who the Joker is. Yeah. Could actually incite copycat violence, meaning if you see someone do something, yeah. then you. Act out. What do you yeah. think? Who? Who? Big deal? Little deal? Uh, Chad's gonna take this one first. Do you uh, believe CNN on this one? Th- this is a, a big deal. Like what? this is a big deal. This is. I mean, what about it? it it's society culturally and, and societally. Like you've got. I mean, it's. It could be dark, but it's. I think that it's. It actually in our times right now. Yeah. It, it, like we're we're kind of experiencing what I would call like social regression in certain ways. Um, that they're. Like it's touching, it's really touching a nerve because it's all too possible the reality that could come from it. And but Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is defending himself. And if I were an actor, I would be honored because I'd be like, I have starred in a movie that is like really getting people fired up. They're kind of afraid huh. to go. They don't know. Can't, should wow. they wear masks to the to the show? Okay. And. Uh, and so he is like he thinks it's he says I think it's really good when movies make us uncomfortable or challenge us hmm. or make us think differently. Well, that's what art should do, right? Yeah. All right. I mean, it's a you little seem deal to be against it. Yeah. Well, because it's it's made up. Like it's they were just like, deal. oh, we think that this movie is going to incite people. And granted, granted, in Aurora where we just yes. were, where we just where we drove yeah. past that By movie, that theater. Theater. drove past the theater. Batman movie, DC movie, The Dark Knight. Right, the Dark Knight Incredibly, Rises. Incredibly, it's still there. The Joker wasn't in that movie, though. But the Dark Knight Rises, right, there was that same... big shooting beforehand. He dressed as the Joker, though, as he went into the theater. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, but I, this was I like you know, know art's an outlet for people, and this was sort of like, I don't know. There's such a projection here that this is going to cause violence, and violence is going to happen because of this movie. But it's like the Tide Pods. But like, no, no violence has happened yet because of it. And like, nobody was really the eating Tide, tide pods. pods. Yeah, like the, the whole thing was like kind of a hoax. Nobody was yeah. really eating Tide Pods. Nobody's really going to the Joker yet. Like, thank God, cross your fingers. But nobody's going yet. And there wasn't like some sort of incel riot there. Like, that was, yeah. they called this like the incel like rallying cry, you know, yeah, for, yeah. For, for for that group of people. Fortunately, it didn't happen. Um, what is a marginalized clown, though? 
Well, it's redundant, I think. Yeah. Right? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because clowns are marginalized. I'm with you. They, just by them talking about it, that is putting an idea in someone's head. Yeah. Um, It has not happened yet. So if something happened after watching the movie, that is a copycat crime. Yeah. So I I just. But it's made people nervous. There's a lot of controversy. You're both wrong. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I mean, it also made 100 million, so it didn't make people that nervous. Yeah, well, I know it's a big deal of a movie. Two hundred fifty million globally. It's... Wow. Well, that's all I got. You guys are gonna go see the Joker? Uh, no, I think I might. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll okay. go after. Maybe we'll go after. We leave this booth. There we go. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we can we can continue our big deal, little deal <laughs> argument there. We don't have any free time though. We're constantly yeah. producing. Yeah, you guys are on the movie. Gotta go to Chicago tomorrow content, morning. Ideating. Uh, so I don't know how much uh, entertain me entertaining I'm gonna I'm gonna have anytime soon. Maybe when it comes out on DVD. Well, DVD. <laughs> Who DVD. DVD uh, is uh, so VHS tape. 2015. Maybe when it comes out on Netflix. VHS and chill. Yeah, VHS and chill. <laughs> Blockbuster well, thank you guys. It's getting hot. Wait, what's next for you? What's oh, next for next you, Emily? For me? Thank you. Uh, yeah. We are actually upstairs working on an episode of Off the Supply Chain this Friday. Sustainability. Oh. So all about. Paper straws versus plastic straws. So excited. Yeah, so a good episode. China's not kinda... taking our trash. No. no, not enough of it. Yeah, well, we'll see if people agree if China should take our trash yeah. or not. So, yeah. I know nice. Zach is on that show. I'm the defending yep. champion of Off the Supply Chain. For some reason, I wasn't allowed to defend my title on this particular episode, but that's all right. Yeah, you're so boycotting. Beat Zach in a market expert You're trivia. just dominating. We just have to it's keep you dominant. No, yeah. it's all right. I need a break. wait to bring you towards the end. Then yes, I should be the final boss. Yeah, I'll be the final boss. Go. <laughs> yeah, so no, good episode. You got to make it so. through the playoffs first, <laughs> right, man. Yeah, yeah. We're working on that. Yeah, all right. So. All right. Thank well, you, guys. Emily. No Thank problem. You, Have Emily. a trip. Yeah. At Emily Zink Big on deal, Twitter. Emily That's not a Z-I-N-C, like, uh, like the mineral. It's, yeah. it's pronounced that way, but it's S-Z-I-N-K. What's next for us? You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, not iTunes, right? That's gone in the iOS. Apple Podcasts, wow. Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere that podcasts are heard around, around the, the world. world. You can find him at Chad Prevost, me at Timothy Dooner. Uh, like I said, we'll be out in Chicago. If uh, you got something cool for us while we're out there, let us know. We'll be pretty busy, but um, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, maybe we'll grab a slice of deep Throw dish with you. Line. we got to turn the key on the ignition here because we got to get ready for our trip. But a little dedication, a little cowbell for everyone yeah. tuning into the live feed today. Yeah, it's been great to be here with you on Monday. Have a great week. Have a great rainy week. A little cowbell for Harrison White, who won tickets to that Georgia-Tennessee game. Shout out, Harrison White, running the Mevo. Who's been running the show on What the Truck? Boom, shout out to Dean Croak. I saw him walk by here. Do you think he'll be here Friday to do Will a Dean's list Will he make the us? Dean's list? Stay tuned. Who's going to make the Dean's list? Boom. We don't know. Over Shout out to everybody out there. Subscribe. Out, baby.